Welcome, Rising Queens, to the Queendom Podcast. I am your host, Daisy Quiche. This pod is created for us to embrace our journey, appreciate the process, and get more life. So pull out your favorite journal, grab a pen, light that candle, girl, and let's step into the highest versions of ourselves together. She's just a girl and she's on fire Hotter than a fantasy Lonely like a highway She's living in a world and it's on fire Filled with catastrophe But she knows she can fly away Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm so happy to be back. I'm sitting here with two of the queens, Aurora, my co-host. Ooh, big title. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a guest speaker, Karina. Hey, everybody. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to have you here. So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it because we got some healing to do. Right. Everybody does. <laughs> right. So I want to ask you, who do you think that you are? And I know that's such a broad topic, but like basically your purpose and your title into one. Sure. Um, so I definitely have spent a large portion of my life trying to be able to answer the question, who am I? Why am I here? Um, it's taken me down many roads. All of those roads had a theme to them, and the theme was always healing. Um, healing for me started out as me just trying to escape myself, escape my surroundings, and try to find a place of peace. And then I started to realize that the more I did it, the more I pushed, the more I was able to help others that I was noticing were struggling with those things. And ultimately, it led me to the belief and the understanding that I am here as a healer. Um, Definitely want to say, as a healer, I cannot heal anybody. That's something that we're not able to do. We all come here with our own free will, and that's very important to understand. However, um, as we're here and we're deciding that we want to grow and we want to live better and get out of the stagnancy that we're used to, sometimes it's very important to have a guide right so if you're trying to learn something you go to the library and you pull out some books and you start doing research you're going to go to the library to pull those books because the person who wrote those books they did their research and they're the experts on the topic so for me the way i look at it is like i'm just an expert personal healer like i'm expert at healing myself and therefore i share the tools with others to help them to become experts of their own path as well i do that a lot too I do that yeah. a lot too. You, we all do. You you do it all the time. It's like because we met a part of ourselves already, that's why when we see someone struggling with what we used to struggle with, we get to help them heal through it. Mm-hmm. Right. We right. become that guidance, that 
direction that they need so exactly it's right. really like we're all doing it the ones that do the work you know the ones that want to be better the ones that don't want to repeat the same repetitive cycles mm -hmm. in their life you know of like generational trauma of like yeah. and, and i'd like to say something on that too because there's no judgment for those who don't want to right, right? Yeah. i'm not here to try to convince you to change that's not my job right mm -hmm. everybody who's here is living upon their own free will right one day you might wake up and decide i want to change my path right i don't like the way things are going and you may decide okay i need to find some resources because i don't know where to start because if i knew where to start i wouldn't be where i'm at right okay. because now this is a new path that i'm going on so it's really important to understand that um there's never any judgment when it comes to somebody not wanting to heal Absolutely. do you boo live right. your life that's your existence for right now and eventually you'll get to a point where you're like i've had enough excitement I, this is kind of boring because it's now reiterating mm -hmm. i'm sick of being on this wheel now i might turn and grow but one thing that does um irritate me a bit in the spiritual community is that it's a lot of judgment on people who don't want to it's a lot of force on trying to get people to change and get mm -hmm. people to yeah. want to heal and that's not what we're here for right. if you call yourself a healer you're not here to force people to want to heal or to you know bring them um this new ideology that now they need to adopt they'll find that ideology if it's for them to adopt exactly. they know what if they're here meant. for yeah. said a mouthful. Right. i did I, I do that sometimes <laughs> yeah no but literally i agree that's what it is like we're not here to like because even then when we try to force healing on someone or try to force them to see something about them that they're not ready to see mm -hmm. like i heard someone say this i think it was like a therapist or some kind of like speaker that was like i don't get clients that their friends refer to me or said hey you should go talk to her because it'll help you this way and i really think you should get but if they don't genuinely want to yeah. come to her then she's like i don't want them no I don't I, want i'm the same them. in my in the things that i do because i i do help people a lot with shadow healing um inner tra inner child trauma um, I do astrology. There's a lot of different avenues. I do holistic health, herbal medicine. There's a lot of avenues where I'm, I'm helping different um, vibrations of people, right? And so my thing there is like, if you don't want this, Mm -hmm. I'm not wasting my time. And let me tell you something that took me a bit to get there because at first I saw myself as a servant, you mm -hmm. know, like, oh, I need to wait on them and I need to be the one encouraging them and all these things. But I started to realize my time is valuable Absolutely. and I started to realize I wasn't loving me because I'm over here like letting my time wait right. for everybody else mm -hmm. for them to get you know on their time mm -hmm. and I'm like well well dang you know when you're ready you come find me yeah. otherwise I'm gonna be doing me and I'm gonna be loving every moment of my life instead of sitting here waiting to get my life started because you haven't decided to get yours right. that's important too yeah. You know, there's that's why I also say there's no force because if you'll be sitting there forever. Mm -hmm. You ever you ever tried to get a child to do something it doesn't want to do? No. Okay. Well, I have three children, I will tell you. She said no. You you try the method of trying to get them to decide to do something that you ask oh, them to like do. Oh, like my mom, do your homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Are you Your mom would be a corpse before you actually childhood aurora was like you know what today i really want to do my homework when did you decide to do your wow. homework when you were like dang i can't go hang out with my friends if i don't get this done now you're motivated mm -hmm. now you have pressure and a push 
to make you want to go get that homework done without that personal push because I could have tried to push you with something that wasn't important to you if I was your mom right I could be like Aurora if you don't do your homework you don't get orange juice for a week you'd be like I don't even like orange juice there's no pressure right my mom did that to me yeah recently like I had some stuff at the house and she was like you need to put your clothes up and she's like if you don't put your clothes up I'm just gonna throw them all away and I told her I said I will put my clothes up when I have time to put my clothes up. You cannot make me put them up. Right. I will come and do them during my time. Right. My boundaries. <laughs> Your so. boundaries. Can we talk about that for a minute? Mm-hmm. Because that is that is honestly, I want to say if there was a highlight to healing, mm-hmm. if there is like if I if I were to create mm. five step program, number one. Girl, Ooh, you about to give the keys. Need some you about to give the keys. Like let me tell you something. <laughs> I hope y'all listening, Queen. Right. If Please you, write this down. If you want to heal, right? If you come to me and you say to me, Karina, I want to heal. I'm sick of my life. I'm ready to heal. And then I sit there and I tell you, okay, that's fine. Let's go ahead and look at your boundaries. What are you doing for yourself? Well, what is your problem? What is it that you're trying to heal from? Well, everybody, everybody likes to just take advantage of me. Everybody's treating me terrible. Nobody's respecting my time. Nobody... I, I try to be a good person. I hear this all the time. I try to be a good person. I don't do anything bad to anybody else. And everybody's taking advantage of me. And everybody's always treating me like I'm a doormat. And I'm sick of it. I don't understand. I, I wake up every day. I'm grateful. I'm doing all my mm. things. I'm meditating. Mm, 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 but mm. my life sucks and people treat me like crap. And I say to them, okay, well, you just answered your question. Why would you ever think that anybody would treat you better than you treat yourself? You set the standard, my my ladies. You set the standard yeah. for how for how people are going to treat you, right? Okay, so I have this analogy I like to use sometimes. Mm-hmm. You ever gotten in a friend's car and their car is just dirty as hell? Like I'm talking yeah. Mickey D's wrappers. I'm talking we old got friend. old makeup melted. I mean, we yeah. we all have that friend. Sometimes right. I've been that friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get in their car. You swoop. You're gonna swipe the trash over. Sit down on top of it. Not give a damn. <laughs> right. Probably throw some of your stuff everywhere. Now you get in that friend's car that's got the brand new Mercedes with the armor all with the fresh new car. Send that thing's like Daisy. Me walking okay. into Daisy's car. Okay, you, when you get in Daisy's car, you you tiptoe. You don't plop yourself down on that yourself. Part. You tiptoe, Woo! and you're like, I don't want to leave any trace that my behind was on this seat. Right, right. Because Daisy respects her car. Mm, you like respect couch. her car. Absolutely. Mm. When I walked in this room, I saw how clean it was. I said, I need to take my shoes off. Did I not? You did. Because. I saw there was there was value to you mm. for your things. Chills. So the value you place on yourself is the value people place on you. You ever met somebody that's just a bad bitch? You ever met somebody they have that <laughs> bad bitch energy? Like, right. They yeah. walk in a room. They don't got time to wait for anybody else nope. to judge them. Right. They know what they that. want. They know where they're going. They, they know, know what they're they doing. Are. And guess what? No one does to a bad bitch. What? They don't question them. Mm. Wow. They don't come to them and say oh well aren't you concerned or they don't even because they already know she's not concerned because she right. knows and now she is. and they're they're honestly they're sitting there in their energy like i need to i need to i need to simmer down for a minute right. and learn from this girl i need to watch mm-hmm. how she moves because that's the energy i want right yeah okay because you know why she's a bad bitch because she drew these boundaries she did the work mm-hmm. she decided at some point she's no longer living for anybody but herself right mm-hmm. she decided at some point that selfish is okay yeah. Let me break that down for a minute, okay? Because along Talk with boundaries, girl, please do what you got. Do on this. <laughs> we 
we have to understand it's not as simple as boundaries saying something along the lines of set boundaries is is equivalent to saying love yourself you're deciding that you're living for you boundaries aren't set to tell everybody hey everybody this is what i'm not gonna expect so don't right. try me boundaries are set for you to not leave your limits mm -hmm. okay that's why i always tell people don't tell people your boundaries yeah. mm -hmm. because let me tell you i have three children six five and three years old and i want to tell you what happens the second you tell somebody what a boundary is mm -hmm. right that you have mm -hmm. the second i tell my kids do not eat the ice cream out of the freezer i have set my boundary you know what's happening my kids say yes mommy okay mm -hmm. i go upstairs <laughs> or i leave the house my kids are over there plotting is is she gone is she gone okay you keep look out you get the spoon you get the ice cream and we got to do it quick before she comes back and before she notices all that i did was highlight to my kids where there's a challenge and they said challenge accepted Oof. that's how the world works that is how the world works when you go to your family okay this is a hot topic right here okay everybody here has everybody here who's married has some sort of experience with this where now you, especially from a woman's standpoint, you've married this man and he's got a relationship with his mom, okay? And she doesn't feel the need to respect your boundaries because that's her baby first, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, here you are trying to find your place in this new family, mm -hmm. okay? So if you go to your mother-in-law and you say especially let's say you just had a child right now all of a sudden it's it's not so i'm not going to be so sweet in a pushover because now that's my baby right mm -hmm. now this is my baby tables have turned yeah. so mommy-in-law wants to tell you how to raise your child okay but now we're like do do i offend her because mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want to cause friction right. okay so you're like all right here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna tell her i'm gonna lay my boundaries out you go to her and you say, look, I appreciate your help, but this is how I'm going to do things. She immediately is going to find everything wrong with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. She's not going to respect your boundary. You just gave her a point to pull the things that she disagrees with out and something to push. Now that she knows that you don't like you don't like feeding your kid candy whenever you're not around she's gonna go she's cool granny she's mm. feeding candy and now she's teaching your kids that grandma's cool and grandma loves me because she gives me what i want because you didn't set your boundaries right mm -hmm. it's deep so how do you set your boundaries right you don't say it you you just, you just show. do it mm -hmm. you just do it boundaries are going to get tested right but here's where boundaries become loose lines boundaries say a boundary when when there's a bite when there's a consequence for touching my boundary, okay? For example, I have horses. I have electric wire around my horses, okay? My horses know if they touch that wire, they're gonna get bit, mm -hmm. they're gonna get zapped. So they don't mm -hmm. touch the wire. But that doesn't mean that when they got in the pen, they never tried to touch the wire. Right. They tried to set their own boundaries. They had to learn. They tried to set their own perimeter. And then they realized one is already established here that I'm not big enough to go against, so I'm not gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Every now and then you have that wild horse that says, screw your boundaries, and he runs right through it and doesn't give a heck <laughs> that he just got zapped. Okay, that's, that's okay. Yeah. But then I have to make a stronger fence. Mm, you see what I'm okay. saying? So when I have that horse that says, Forget your boundaries. 
I'm making my own boundaries. Now I got to go out and get a higher voltage fence. Okay. Okay. Because I have set my boundaries. If you want to be in my life, if you want to be on my property, if you want me to feed you every single day, you will have to respect my perimeters and my boundaries. Mm. Right. That's my analogy with so my So we can horses. take that. We can take that into relationships. That's what I was about to say. Absolutely. Oh, girl, like, we could go for days on these boundaries. Like with relationships, once you set a boundary and they cross it, then they're like, okay, well, the then there's this boundary you do it again and then they cross it and then right. what if they stay and they're like well here's another boundary and another boundary so here's what i always tell people never set a boundary you're not prepared to back up okay mm -hmm. don't go don't go making big purchases when you don't have the bank mm -hmm. you get what mm -hmm. i'm saying so you start small when you're trying to build your boundaries here's here's tips guys pull your notes out right here's some tips that i have to say start your boundaries small Okay, if you have no boundaries or you have very weak boundaries, likely you are a very insecure person and mm -hmm. your confidence level is low. Mm -hmm. So trying to go and pick up some big boy confidence right off the bat is going to discourage you very quickly because right. you're going to attract the, the harder your boundary, the more people you're going to get that are going to want to push Test it. it. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. so start out small. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, let's put it like this. So say that my boundary was I don't want to put my energy in places that I don't feel comfortable with, okay? Right. So say That's that- That's us. Right, right. So, so I'm gonna give an example. I'm gonna be Keisha, okay? And let's say, you know, I had this, I had this group of friends that also had some other friends they invited sometimes and I don't like the energy of those group of friends because I tend to get peer pressured, I tend to start doing things I don't want to do or talking, gossiping about things. I'm trying to work on myself and they right. just want to gossip, they want to drink all the time. That's not what I want to do anymore for myself. Mm -hmm. I'd rather sit home and have my hot tea, mm -hmm. right? So, Us. but my friends, my Us. friends can, can vibe that life with me but they also vibe with them. So when mm -hmm. they bring them around, now I'm mm -hmm. finding myself I either need to fit in or get out okay right. but i also struggle with with the the selfishness aspect i struggle with the boundary aspect of being like no no guys i'm not i'm not here for that you know what i mean so you get what i'm saying yeah so here here they come and they're, hey we're gonna go to the bar tonight and i'm like i have a hard time standing up for what i feel inside i, I haven't told my friends that I feel this way, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I don't, I'm afraid of losing them as friends. I'm afraid of the judgment that comes along, right? So here's what you need to do. You start small, okay? So make an excuse. You don't have to listen. If I let my friends know right away, hey, here's my boundary. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, yeah. Keisha, yeah. come on, right? It's as simple as, I know in my head I have a boundary. Hey guys, wish I could. I got some things I gotta do back home. I have prior commitments. And guess what? I'm not lying. I'm not telling you guys to lie. Mm -hmm. I have prior commitments to myself. Yeah. To my boundaries. That's what uh, I'd be doing. To like, my mindset. I'm sorry, I can't. This came up. Or you don't it even is, have to tell them. Yeah. Like your boundary is your point. I can't make it right. this time. Yeah. yeah that, maybe next time. That's it. And let me say that, guys. Huge, 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 huge when setting boundaries. I want you to understand something. You don't owe anyone a damn explanation. Yeah. You don't. You when you feel the need to explain yourself yourself, you're showing your lack of confidence. You're telling people, I'm not confident in my decisions, so now I have to convince you of my decisions. Right. Right? When I say flat out, I have things I'm gonna do, I'm not doing that, and I go, that's it. Right. You get what I'm saying? And nobody's gonna question that because I said it with I said it with conviction. Mm -hmm. But conviction when I'm is everything. Yes, when I'm sitting here and I'm like, hey guys, I, I know it's just a silly thing, but it's what I have to do, Oof, and I gotta get it. Right. I gotta get it done. See, you, I, yeah. 
Yeah, you can see the insecurity in that. Absolutely. The second somebody starts stumbling over their words and and thinking of ways to convince you that it's an okay thing, mm -hmm. then it's very easy for a boundary pusher mm -hmm. to find the weak spot. There was a time when my son, I threw his favorite toy in the garbage because I said I would. Mm. And it was his choice. And that's a boundary. It's a boundary. I told Ooh. him, I said, if you hit me with this toy one more time, mm. it will go in the garbage. This is your choice. I don't respond to him out of my own anger and frustration. I made it his choice, right? Mm, right. And if somebody chooses to not respect your boundary, then they're making the choice to leave your life. Yeah. That's it. It's in their court. Point blank. Free will. Point blank. It is free will. They have the choice. Now, if I know that I'm not comfortable with a boundary that somebody has set, I have the choice to not in integrate myself with that. Right. I don't have to be a part of their life. And, and guys, we also have to understand something, too. When we start setting boundaries, things that we're comfortable with are going to start falling out of our life. There's going to be change and transformation out here Oof. because there's change and transformation in Absolutely. here. Absolutely. It so, starts inner. It starts yes. inside. And we start struggling to, to sit in what we've already said we're going to do to stand in our boundaries because we're like, wait a minute, I didn't know that these things were going to happen. Now I'm feeling insecure and unstable because even though those things aren't good for me, They've always brought me some form of security because I know what they are. It's nothing new, right? Mm -hmm. It's just redundant. It's every day. Because when you start setting boundaries, you start clearing space. Right. And I think that's why people don't set them. So I live by this. It's either a heaven's yes or a hell no. That's yes. the goal. Okay, that's something important too because everybody likes to sit in the gray area. Okay. Mm. I have this conversation a lot with my clients. They like to have one foot in this door, mm -hmm. one foot in this door. Mm -hmm. Spiritual awakening is the is the the push to go into this door yeah to go beyond to say all right it's time to get out of the old habits get out yeah. of the old patterns yep. stop not loving yourself are you done do you want to keep going do you want to yep. keep repeating do you want to keep do you want to keep suffering so what what a spiritual awakening actually brings is understanding and mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit before the show but understanding is the key element to healing okay because we can't heal something if we don't know where it came from okay mm -hmm. so for example i'm going to give an analogy that everybody can relate to okay so say that i had a blood pressure issue okay i go to the doctor now a doctor says all right i'm gonna i'm gonna just give you this medication Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then later on, all of a sudden, I've got um, I've got a arrhythmia in my heart. All right. I start developing. The doctor said, "Okay, here's this medication." The reason why you you end up 40 to 50 years old with 35 medications because you never got to the root of the problem. You just kept putting band aids on symptoms. Mm -hmm. Those symptoms are there to show you, hey, over here, it's a clue. It's a clue. Hey, this is the direction that you need to go so you can get to the root. But talk about it, though, because we a lot of the people think that medications are going to be the ones of healing us. And okay. so that's a level of consciousness as well. That's a level of absolutely because if you haven't realized that it's not just taking your medications it's also what is your lifestyle like do you go exercise do you drink water do you are you do you have some sort of inner peace do you go on nature walk? you know what is your way of meditation you know what is your way of coming to yourself every day and taking care of this temple that you're going to have a lot of people lack all of that so even what? bringing awareness to that is really important and not just taking your medications it's deeper what is that deeper so, so there is a root to all the things you just listed are actually symptoms 
not taking care of yourself, not eating right, not not paying attention to anything, putting a bunch of band-aids, you know, not meditating, not finding time for passion. That's a root. That root comes from lack of self-worth, lack of self-love, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore we don't do those things. So the root of a lot of the things going on in our life is lack of self-worth and lack of self-love, you would say. Uh, 100% I would say that because I have not met a single person that wasn't struggling that also loved the hell out of themselves. Mm. I've never mm. met it in my life and you guys probably can't think of one either. You wanted me to talk about the layers of yeah. healing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like you said, you're like, the doctors give you medications, but how are you helping with that? Like, it's not just healing. Okay, Well, that, cool, puts, the that medication. puts the responsibility in the doctor's hands. So I think the key thing here is understanding that we need to start taking accountability that for part. our problem. That's what healing really is, though. Yes, because... I can put a Band-Aid so I don't have to see that I'm bleeding. Right. I'm still bleeding. Right. I can go, but now now it's the Band-Aid's responsibility to keep me from bleeding. It's not my responsibility to fix whatever caused the bleeding, right? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing when it comes to doctors and medicines and all of these things that people do for healing. For one, it comes down to accountability. Right. For two, it comes down to, for lack of better words, give a damn, right? You have to be pushed so far to a place of worthlessness to actually find some give a damn. Mm-hmm. Being in a place of worthlessness is a gift. It is. It is a gift. Ooh, it is. Because you would never know your worth unless you lost it. Mm, mm. Talk about <laughs> it. People are afraid of that. Like Ooh. they're afraid of the darkness. Oh, don't get but, me sorry. But like I have a lot to say. You know, because we got our stories of like hitting well, I hit rock bottom after my five year relationship and I was in the dark. Like mm. and I have to face myself. I had to say, okay, who's gonna fill this void now now that this person is gone? And it's mm-hmm. like you okay let's talk about that Aurora because I helped you through a lot of that right Right, and I saw you reach I saw you plummet to the depths yeah she Mm. saw me rock bottom I saw I met you rock bottom absolutely and what happened when you started doing the work but let me tell you something how did you meet me because I reached out to you because I said Mm -hmm. I want to look for holistic health coaching and I y'all kid you not (laughs) I go on google maps you know I'm looking holistic health coach because I'm in town because I'm living in LA during rock bottom for me Mm -hmm. I'm living in LA I'm in town seeing my family whatever and my family's like bro you need help like I'm like I'm trying to get me together and then, <laughs> oh so then the thing that comes up in my head I'm like holistic health coaching I want to eat cleaner I want to like start to take better care of my body because mm-hmm. that's how I start you know mm-hmm. there's no way no other way but up when you hit rock bottom so then I look I look up a bunch of holistic health coaching and a couple of numbers came up I called them not no one answered she didn't answer then she calls back she's like hey you know you're interested you want to meet at this park i'm like yeah let's do it and then we started talking and that's where we connected but the point of me like bringing that up is that you know i hit rock bottom and i willingly searched for help on how to eat cleaner on getting into the gym on you know what else did i did i just i looked for a therapist i got a therapist like i started doing a lot more deeper work guys healing goes through layers and once you get to the point where you've reached the depth right so i'm going to go back to my swimming analogy where you get now you've walked you've creeped to the five foot point of the pool but you're like five five and you're like okay Mm -hmm. my next step i'm i'm down (laughs) right Mm -hmm. where you start tiptoeing back and forth back and forth right the the deep end is is in here this Mm -hmm. is where the deep end is located 
inside the brain, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's your darkness. That's your your inner demons, right? That's where the deep end is. Yeah. At the end of that pool are all the things that scare the living crap out of you. Yeah. Right? You had to go through some of the things. You had to build yourself up to believe you can do it first. Okay, can I change the way I right. eat? Yes, I can do that. Can right. I change my friends? Yes, I can do that. Can I, can I say send, no more? I yeah, I can set boundaries. simple boundaries. Yes, I can do that. Mm. I can spend more time alone. Mm. Yes, I can do That's that. That's still you touching the cert, the You're, bottom. Right. Of the right. Pool. Your feet but, are still intact. Yes, but go into the seven feet. Now we're about to hit there. So that's that's what you were basically training for. I have a question. So yes, are you saying that the outside does that matter? Is that still a part of healing to you? Yeah. Absolutely. Everything because I dyed my hair because I right. love myself and it's like I'm preparing to be more confident yeah. or just like or is it validation from others? You you dyed your hair for an energetic response in here. Okay, mm -hmm. because when you dyed your hair and you saw something new, you fell in love with yourself again, mm -hmm. right? And so that's important. It's it's again, it's it's tiptoeing with going into the mm -hmm. depth of the mind. It's tiptoeing with playing with that energetic. Yeah, it's part like of a belief. Mind. Like I dyed my hair. Now I believe and I'm, I'm better. I believe that I I'm a am, little better. Yeah, like I'm. I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Just Why do you feel better? So because you believe you, you believe that you mm -hmm. felt that that was going to make you better. So you did it, and you're like, hell yeah! Look at me. Look at me. He he's he's regretting this now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're, yeah. Mm -hmm. All of that. So all of that is with your feet still touching the pool. If we're going to mm -hmm. use that as our now. Okay. Yeah. Because that makes it. sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So you make all these changes. I say this a lot. People start making these changes. They're like, I'm going to eat better. Therapist. I'm going to go to the therapist. I'm going to do this. But they're still like, it's still not right it's still like something deeper. there's still things happening like yeah. i still have this stuff going on around me i'm still mm -hmm. not fulfilled i'm still not at peace that was me what this year yes mm -hmm. and that's where you have to really jump in and that's where we our session started to get a lot deeper, deeper. because all of a sudden we weren't focusing on the surface stuff anymore mm -hmm. we got comfortable with getting a little deeper deeper right. we jump right into that deep end and it says okay let's find the depth of this mental issue mm -hmm. let's see where that comes from and that's where we start to get into the uncomfortable things most of that is going to stem back to the inner child yeah most of that is going to go in to the things that we don't want to look anymore those memories mm -hmm. that pop in your head that mm -hmm. you're whoop, real mm -hmm. quick mm -hmm. that you shove them out. aside there is where your your peace is going to be on the absolutely. other side of that door absolutely <laughs> so do you still see your inner child like every day I mean, what do you mean by that? Because we all express our inner child. It's a piece mm -hmm. of us, of course. Yeah, we do. We do. Just like me and Aurora hanging out, it brings out the light in We're our inner, our inner child. But some things reflect and bring out the opposite side. Maybe like the inner child that we try to cover up. Right. So mm -hmm. in the in those scenarios, people people do make a big mistake sometimes. And again, mistake in a sense where that their goal is to heal, right? Mm -hmm. They make a mistake where when they express something that makes them uncomfortable, it's a piece of them that they don't want others to know about because they don't like that piece of them. Mm -hmm. They feel, they, they start to implement guilt. Shame. Shame. Shame mm -hmm. is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Judgment on the self, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I, I got too comfortable and they saw that piece mm -hmm. of me. Oh. Yes, wow. yes. But you know what? Those things that are coming up, those are opportunities. I always say this. The darkness is your best friend. It is your best catalyst. Why would you say that? It is because it's a mirror to the soul. Why is it so scary? Like, not even why, but like, the world is scared of, of it. Right, because mm -hmm. it's our shadow self, okay? So, mm -hmm. we, the self that we put out, it's like when you decorate your house, okay? Mm -hmm. 
you get to choose the colors, the couch, the placement of everything, right? You you get to set the stage for when someone walks into your house, what they're going to see. Right. It's a very controlled thing. Yeah. The side that we share with the world is mm -hmm. very controlled. Right. The side that we have in here is a loose cannon. And then yeah. we spend so yeah. much time like, uh-uh, you're not coming through. Right. You do not pass. Only a couple. Only, not even a couple. Like, really, for me, two people, you and her. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and so it's important. And that's because you, you reach a level of comfortability mm -hmm. with right. Daisy and myself, which got you to the point where you got comfortable. You didn't feel shame about sharing right. that side. Because when, for example, in the first session we had where it got really deep, mm -hmm. when we started talking about that, those things that you were really ashamed of, yeah. You didn't meet judgment from me. No, you didn't. On the, on the contrary, I'm sitting there helping you pull it out more. And you're and sitting so there. And I was like, ah. You're crying. You're yeah. scared. And you're looking. Had I responded with, oh, you did that. You would have shut down instantly. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't have let another peep come out absolutely. of your mouth. You would have ended it with a joke. And we would have put, zipped it right back and been Ooh, right with right. this person Ooh. that everyone's allowed to see. Mm -hmm. Right? When you start unpeeling those layers of yourself and you start to become vulnerable, right? Yeah. That's the reason you asked me why we don't like darkness. Mm -hmm. Darkness makes us vulnerable. Yeah. Because we don't, mm -hmm. when you have a light in a room, you know exactly where everything is. Mm -hmm. The darkness approaches from whatever angle. We can never control what's going to be pulled what's out of happen? us. Right? Mm -hmm. It's it's going to come out. It, you could be... You could be sharing a Sunday with a dog on a beach, okay? You could just, everything is perfect. Your dog's there eating ice cream and you're eating ice cream. Everything's great. And somebody walks by and they say something to somebody else that reminded you of a time when you were a kid and you were being abused. And you have no control over when that dark side is going right. to hit. So that that's why we don't like people to come in there. That's why we're scared of it because mm -hmm. it's unpredictable. Mm -hmm. We like predictability. As human beings, we like to have structures and perimeters, right? Mm -hmm. And we spend our entire life trying to build structures and perimeters with social status, with uh, in our home, with mm -hmm. our friends, with our work. We, we like to we it's like, like wait, to draw before you post that. Let me see what it looks like. Right. Absolutely. But how mm -hmm. many? When you get to the yesterday. point. You like, know, you know that you're getting to a place of loving yourself, really loving yourself when you mm -hmm. don't give a crap that the picture didn't look perfect. Can I say mm -hmm. something about that? Yeah. Because that situation happened last night. Wow. Yeah. Literally, mm -hmm. literally. Like Salik, which is Daisy's partner, um, he took pictures of us at the Rich Girl Museum. It was really fun, whatever. And I had this pose where I was like sitting like, you know, basically on my ankles. Like mm -hmm. you sit in this pose where you're just like, you know, standing right there. And I had this mini skirt, right? And and during like my rock bottom stage, my whole body broke out and I had some dark spots left on my legs. And it was basically, Daisy had this podcast where she talked about scars and being proud of those scars beauty and wearing marks. them. Yeah, beauty marks, seeing them as beauty Our marks. first episode. And that was my first like breakthrough moment. They're battle wounds, honestly. Yeah, but it was my breakthrough moment because I, I saw those dark spots. I was like, Ugh, no one has these. Like, this yeah. is ugly of me. I need to wear pants forever. Like, mm -hmm. this is ugly, right? And then last night when those were shown on the picture and cellulite was shown because I've been in the gym and I've mm -hmm. been gaining a little bit more weight on my legs mm -hmm. so that was shown in the picture and i sat there and i stared at he asked me he was like you know are you comfortable with me posting these mm -hmm. would you want to post them first or do you want me to post like does it matter and so i sat there for like a good hour like i was working and i was going back and forth with the pictures to see like 
how it made me feel. So I sat there and I was like staring at them. I didn't ask nobody for their advice because if you go to a friend, right. a coworker, they're gonna be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, sis, which one do you? Well, like? they're gonna respond with how they would feel about it right. because of right. their own insecurity. Exactly. So I didn't do that. I said, how, I'm trying to think how I feel about this picture, and I sat there and I looked at those and I zoomed in because I know that that's what us girls do. We zoom into like when we're insecure, we zoom into those little things that other girls that we're insecure about on us, but mm-hmm. on other women. Does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. And um, so I zoomed into that and I was like, and I just kept staring at me and I'm like, but there's so much more beauty to me than just this. And I'm like, another thing is I'm never going to have this body ever again. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, you know, and these dark spots, I already told myself that these were beauty scars. That's like, my story. I, yeah, it's my story. So then I start looking not, at them as war trophies instead exactly. of scars. As, as I started to, my mind started going into there. It was like, I started to love myself more. I started to love more of what I was seeing because mm-hmm. old me would be like cellulite dark spots can you edit i even a part of me asked him i was like can you edit this why because i was showing i wanted to show the world something i didn't i wanted to cover up i wanted to cover up the service Mm because because that's what i can control but at a part Mm -hmm. when i asked him when i asked him it was because it was that insecure part of me but that other part was like i don't want him to do that Mm -hmm. i want to show this is the moment i say who do i want to be just in general do I want to love myself? Does it even? And when I sat there and I said, I love you more because of that is when I said, oh, wow, like I love myself. I feel like I love myself now. Like I'm loving every piece of who I am now. Right. And that's why like what you said right now related so much to me because I had that moment of like, do I want to cover it up and act like this mm-hmm. isn't what it's fine. Yeah. It's perfect. Or do right. I want to say, this is who I am. These are my beauty scars. I am human. I am beautiful, even with these. Yeah. And I'm not going to blur it out for nobody. Well, and everybody needs to understand we are all created uniquely. Absolutely. You know, there's no two people, no two no two leaves on a tree. There's yeah. no, no two anything that's Snowflakes. not man made and put to look the same, that's manufactured to look the same. We, we, we don't. Yeah. We don't reflect that, right? right? Like you are 100% unique. Your body is unique. Every Absolutely. cell in your body is unique to you and every cell in my body and your body is unique. So that's a big thing too that comes down to and that goes back into love because we talked about um, boundaries being mm-hmm. really important for healing. But what boundaries really, what they really are is they're an expression of self-love mm-hmm. where you're saying, I love me. So now I'm going to do for me what's important for me and to to show the uniqueness of me and what I want and that when we're talking about that pool that we were talking about that's what's in that pool down there Mm -hmm. is is all of those pieces of you that scare the crap out of you or that cause you some sort of trauma or that you're not comfortable with it all of those things all of the all of the unprocessed memories all of the unhealed traumas Mm. that's all in that pool why do you you ask me why does no one want to go there would no. If you had a choice between, it's uncomfortable. Yes, but the only way to to, to master the swimming, right? It. I'm not going to be able to do laps around that pool if my goal is to become, uh, theoretically, my goal was to become an Olympic swimmer. I can't become an Olympic swimmer that just stays in the five foot mark and picks my foot up and just mm-hmm. see I'm swimming. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I, I need to be able to do laps around that thing. Mm. If you want to become an Olympic, you in life, yeah, you need to learn to do laps. But you around need to your make pool. peace with your darkness. Too. And that's the way to do it. Stop looking at your demons as something that are there to haunt you. and Start looking at them as placeholders for things that you need 
to fix. work on. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are there simply to remind you, hey, do you remember me? There was a time that I existed Oof. and I was your present. Oof. You got to come back and work on me. Oof. And when you push them away, they're not going to just go, oh, I guess she doesn't have time for us today. They're going to find times, like I just said, with the with the dog and the ice cream in the beach. They're going to find times. Oh, that's a great opportunity for me to come out and right. remind her that she needs to deal with me. Yeah. So right. they're going to keep coming out. Yeah, until you because they want to be free, too. They mm-hmm. don't want to be trapped in there. They right. want to be free, too, if you understand. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't want it to be trapped in there. It's just no. scary, it's scary to see those parts of you. And we know, just like the story you said, we know, OK, I can't ask Aurora. I can't ask Karina because this is on me. This yes. is on me to deal with. Right. At the end of the day, I'm all I got. And you got to look at yourself like, who am I going to choose to be? Exactly. Am I going to be this person that I say I am? And I think your worth is all in I'm gonna do everything I said I'm gonna do and I'm gonna be Absolutely. who I said yes. I'm gonna be. If you don't if you don't keep your promises to yourself, mm-hmm. right? It's just like when we talked if we if we go back to what we were talking about about keeping those promises that you make to people that touch your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I made the promise that I was gonna throw that ice cream away if they touch it and I didn't keep my promise, yeah, right? They're not gonna respect that. Well, if I make a promise to myself, so I have I have a great example for this, if you don't mind me sharing a little bit of something that yeah. I've experienced because it encompasses the idea of fear. So mm-hmm. as a child, I was a very fearful child. I was the most fearful person you would ever meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I struggled so hard. Mm-hmm. There was a time, this is, this is funny to me now, but there was a time where there was a mosquito, one of them big mosquitoes, Mm-hmm. it was in my room for three days this thing didn't leave and i didn't sleep because when the lights went out mm-hmm. i thought it was a monster it was coming for me i was terrified mm-hmm. i stayed up three nights yeah See, okay that's the type of fear and i'm going from that mm-hmm. to being able to help people to show them hey you don't have mm-hmm. to you don't have to live like that yeah. and the way that i did that was i made a pact with myself i made a promise to myself when something scares me i'm gonna close my eyes and i'm gonna run through it mm-hmm. you have any questions you wanted to ask karina yeah i I want to dig deeper into really like the process of healing. So we know that it's different for everyone. We understand that everybody has their own journeys and that like it could come up at any time. And I also truly believe that you're never fully healed. No, it's always like something that you're going to have to heal from. But I just want to talk about your deep end, maybe and pretty much like i'm trying to put myself in a predicament where it's like i was where you are so okay i know you're not here to heal anyone and you're just here to share your journey and that's all if that's all that it takes then okay that's amazing so you mean my deep end where i made the choice to start showing up for my life yeah. absolutely okay no, yeah, when you said you know what this is enough i'm choosing me i gotta get back up and get up like yeah. and start working so my story is a little bit it's a little bit uh intense but mm-hmm. i'm i'm definitely down to share it so um i was born to a family that didn't really accept me or value me i just to put it the least um you know my mom from my perspective her perspective may be different from my perspective from the moment i was born was the moment she started hating me um there was a lot of mental and emotional manipulation that caused me um a lot of self-doubt a lot of um, self-esteem issues um there was there was some abuse in there and things like that and, and you know with my brother and um my dad there was just a there was a lot of things that happened in my childhood that kind of set me up 
to the point where I felt like I needed to find somebody to fill my void, right? Because there was just so much lack and so little love, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, I finally, I turned 16 and I said, screw it, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I went, you know, I had a boyfriend at the time and, and this boyfriend was so enticing to me about him was that he was all the things, mm -hmm. right? He, he worshiped me. He mm -hmm. thought I was the most beautiful thing in the world and he treated mm -hmm. me what I thought was great because I, didn't know what being treated right. great was at the time so with that being said i ended up in a predicament where i was like striving for his love you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i always felt like if i don't do all of these things mm -hmm. he's gonna leave and he's the only thing that makes me feel whole right now we've been there yeah, yeah and and i did not see that it was quite a narcissistic relationship that you know i was being sort of isolated from the people in my life that were there to show up for me. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have any family. I, I completely, the ones that the ones that I had a relationship with, I kind of, I intentionally cut them out. And then the ones that cut me out, I mean, there was no, I was pretty much on my own. Mm -hmm. And my friends started to really get upset with me for continuing to make the choice to keep mm -hmm. going back with this guy, no matter what. Um, I was living with him. And then finally it got to the point where um, he he beat the shit out of me, uh, just mm -hmm. to put it blank clear. Mm -hmm. um, he accused me of doing something I didn't do, mm -hmm. and that wasn't the answer he wanted, and it, it wasn't great, and it was the rock bottom. And when I realized that he was out of my life, um, it made me feel like I was so worthless, and I looked back on my life as a whole, and I said, every single person in my life, all I wanted to do was love them and I wanted them to love me that's all I ever wanted out of life mm -hmm. I wanted that from my mom I wanted that from my siblings I wanted that from my, from my dad from whoever you know what I mean because mm -hmm. I mean I'm I was still I was like 17 at this mm -hmm. point um and so I'm looking back on my life and all of the love I've tried to pour into everybody and everything just hit me so hard I mean it was it was a very gloomy day mm -hmm. um and what ended up happening was I went and I got in his mom's medicine cabinet and I grabbed a bunch of pills and I got in my car and um, I sat there and I looked up mm -hmm. and I said, I'm really ready to go, let me go. Mm -hmm. um, there had been other times in my life where I tried to leave in this way and it didn't work out for me and, I, and then it caused more shame on me, like I can't even kill myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I got to this point and I begged. I said, seriously, man, like I'm, I'm done. Like I am done, I have nothing left to live for. I have no one around me. I have, I'm, everything I do is a failure. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm hopeless, I'm useless. I have nothing left to give. I am broken. And I took all of the pills and I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I do I do believe that something happened to me overnight I'll be honest with you I I had peed myself I I got to the point where I released my urine in my sleep that's how these pills affected wow. me and I woke up and I realized I was there and I don't know if like God had a pep talk with me in my sleep or what mm -hmm. happened, but I looked up and I saw the sun and I said, okay, I got something to do here. Absolutely. I'm here for something. Absolutely. And I, and, and I changed my perspective. I said, you know what? I don't know what all this is. I can't make sense of it, but I'm here for me now. And it was, that wasn't the end of my journey. That was the beginning of my journey. You had to come to Jesus meeting. It was really, That's I feel Jesus may have been in the room Jesus there. Meeting. Yes, it was a real come to Jesus. And I, I took enough pills to kill two of me. Mm -hmm. And it does not make sense to me how I'm here. And that in itself 
was, shout was a miracle. God. Shout outs to God for having Karina here sitting with us right Woo! now. A clap. Audience clap. Hallelujah. <laughs> but my, my point here is, is that that was that was the rawest, most vulnerable mm-hmm. place I'd ever been in, in my life. And I've seen other people get to that point. Mm-hmm. I've seen other people not come back from that point. Yeah. And I've seen other people pull themselves out of that point. Mm-hmm. And there's that's the three decisions you have at that point. When it's literally life or death, because you're not comfortable being miserable anymore. Mm-hmm. Misery is not an option for me anymore. It's life or death. Mm-hmm. And I chose death. And death wasn't choosing me. Mm-hmm. So I said, shit, all I have left is life. Mm-hmm. And and that that's where I went because I said I refuse misery. If I can't die, I will not be miserable. I'm gonna live. And I started to take every opportunity I could to try and work at it. And you know, shortly after that time, a few years later, here I was with this mindset that I, I'm you know I'm gonna do better, and it still wasn't getting better. I was mm-hmm. still in that place of misery. And I remember I was 19. I was driving down the road. And I was on I-4, it was in Orlando. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I'm just just so mad at my life. And I'm like, this is everybody else's fault. I'm in the same predicament. Everyone's taking advantage of me. I'm giving everything. It was like the theme of my life, you know? Yeah. And I said, here I am again. And I said, this is such BS, man. And I swear to God, this voice popped in my head. And like, it was like, you are the cause for everything in your life right now. And I, I wanted to argue it. That's how I knew it wasn't even my voice. I wanted to argue with it. Like, no, I'm not. But I'm also a very logistic thinker where I was like, before I argue this, let me make sure that I have grounds to stand on. Mm-hmm. So I started to evaluate that. Mm-hmm. And I said, am I? And I realized I'm like, well, this person is taking advantage of me because I gave them that platform. Right? Mm-hmm. I set that standard. My life is like this. I don't have the the housing i was homeless at the time actually i was living in my car and from friend to friend's house i don't have a place to live because i put all my resources into my friends i give them all my money i'm working three jobs and their mom and dad are still paying for them and i'm over here paying for them to go out so we can go out and have a good time and i realized i i'm putting myself here Mm -hmm. and that was another pivotal point where i was like here i go I'm ready. I'm ready to make these changes. And I started to live a lot more selfishly. And I struggle with that word. Like mm-hmm. at the time, I really struggled with that because selfish to me was always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It was always a thing that was like you you're harming. Mm-hmm. Right. You should always be here for everyone else, never for yourself. And I started to take a step in the direction of being for me, you know, and then mm-hmm. years went by. And I eventually ended up with my husband. Um, actually, actually, I want to take that back. It wasn't years. I got married at 20, guys. Mm-hmm. So it was a year later. I ended up getting married to my husband, who was the absolute love of my life. And for the first time in my life, I had stability. Mm-hmm. I was not homeless anymore. I was not in my childhood home being abused in whichever way, shape, or form. For the first time in my life, I could breathe. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life, I could breathe. And there was security. And I want to tell you guys something. This is something nobody talks about. When you spend your whole life in fight or flight and all of a sudden it's gone, yeah. that's some shit. Because you want nothing more than to be back in the chaos. Yeah. You feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. being in a peaceful place. And, and guess what happens when you're in the peace? All of a sudden, all those things that you've been pushing aside for so mm-hmm. long because you've been living in adrenaline and survival, all of a sudden they start popping their heads up. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas you have to start dealing with things you never had mm-hmm. to deal with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to lie. Um, there was a time where I was like, shoot, I'm just going to throw this whole marriage away. And I started to find things wrong with him. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, 
Mm. Go ahead. Go you ahead. being real? Yeah, that we we do that. A lot of yeah. people do that when they when they feel like they're gonna mess something up. Self sabotage. Yeah, they try to self sabotage it because they're like, no, I'm better at being toxic mm. than I am being this, mm. right? And I had to then make that decision. I have a friend. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like we have a mutual friend that we know that is in that transition. Um, she's open to hearing from me, like getting guidance from me because she's in that transition of fight or flight mode and learning how to be vulnerable right and it, and it's a hard place to be and it can really only be done by you yeah so i'll tell you guys what happened right then and there the next step came the next layer got unpeeled okay mm -hmm. um i decided that i was gonna start going to college and working and doing all these things and when i was a kid i was on adderall and mm -hmm. adderall made me superhuman do not recommend it, by the way, because it has a lot of effects. But as a kid, it was prescribed to me. As an adult, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to escape all of this stuff that's now popping up by occupying myself 100% of the day. So I was like, I'm going to go to school full time. And I was working three jobs. I didn't have yeah. to. Our bills were paid. We didn't have many expenses. I didn't yeah. have to. I chose to. Right. So I go and I try to get back on this medication because I'm like, all I need to do is cut out sleep. And now mm -hmm. I have time to do everything. Um, well, the problem there is that because I was no longer in fight or flight, mm -hmm. I was I was in a different place now. The Adderall didn't work with me the same anymore. And so it sent me into a state of psychosis, full mm -hmm. mental breakdown. And I actually went to talk to a therapist and, and just try and figure out what had happened to me in this state of psychosis. And they looked at me and they said, you have severe PTSD. You have not 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 minor Mm -hmm. not moderate you have severe ptsd and you're going to need a lot of help to have a good quality of life mm -hmm. if you get there if it's possible for you yeah so i went back to that doctor and i said well they said i can't take this medication he said well yeah he's looking at the notes he says with ptsd you can't you can't have anxiety and take adderall he's like but what i'm going to do for you is i'm going to write this prescription for depression and and um bipolar and all of these things that are symptoms of ptsd i literally i'm gonna tell you what i did mm -hmm. i tore him up and i threw him at him and i said for a lack of better words you can have a nice day <laughs> <laughs> and i i made another promise to myself that day mm -hmm. i said i will beat this by myself i went home I started training my dog to be a service dog. One of my biggest fears, I was, I was, there was attempted um, kidnapping on me three times as a kid from wow. being on the side of the road, just walking yeah. home, being in a circumstance where I was by myself and I shouldn't have been. And three separate occasions, a van or a truck or whichever one it was, mm -hmm. would pull in front of me, get out of the car and try and try, run at me and try and grab mm -hmm. me and throw me in the car. This happened to me. What are the odds that that would happen to me mm -hmm. as many times as it did? Uh, so I had a fear of being out in public by myself. Mm -hmm. So I trained my dog. So he's gonna go everywhere with me. And then I got to the point where I said, okay, this dog is gonna die someday. Mm -hmm. He's no longer gonna be able to be my crutch because he's gonna die someday. So I started weaning myself off the dog. That's how I healed myself of being able to be alone. I used to, before that, my husband would go, he's in the military, he would go to a school that was a week long. I wouldn't sleep for a week until I absolutely couldn't keep my eyes open anymore because I was so scared of being by myself. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go pee without thinking there was somebody on the other side of the shower with a knife ready to kill me. That's how messed up my mind was. That's where mm -hmm. my paranoia was. And here I am in the middle of this mental hell mm -hmm. and I'm my only ally Yeah. because I didn't have anybody there to support me. And my husband, he tried, but he didn't quite understand what was mm -hmm. going on. So anything he did wasn't supportive. Mm -hmm. So got myself through that. Then fast forward, I had kids. 
more trauma started to emerge because now I'm dealing with my inner child because every time I see one of them, I see me. Right. And I also know what I know what I want to do because of what was taught to me how to react to them. But I also am looking at them who are me and I know how they're going to feel from me doing what I'm going to do. Mm. So now I have to battle my anger real freaking quick because I can't take that out on my kid because I know what that feels like. Then my daughter was born and I'm looking at the little girl that I was that was sexually abused. Mm -hmm. That was that was mentally abandoned. Mm -hmm. All of those things. And I'm looking at it from a completely different perspective. And I'm like, well, I got to do something about this or else she's going to end up the same with the same feelings. And, and it just kept going. It kept going. That's when we talk about, you know, this actually kind of is what I was talking about earlier about facing that pool of demons and mm -hmm. um, not knowing what's going to pop up. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Life started throwing stuff at me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, crap, these are my kids. I can't just quit now. Right. This is their life. I brought them here. And my kids were my best teachers. Oh, my God. Then my son. He, he ended up in a situation where he got brain damage from his vaccines. Mm. At that point, guess who's learning herbal medicine? Because I didn't accept the diagnosis of autism. My son is not autistic, by the way. My son he, is two grade levels ahead. He is real. Mm. We went from a little boy that would, at three years old, would slam his head on the floor and couldn't speak wow. to a six-year-old that is reading and teaching classes to adults wow. about sharks. I mean, please listen to I love this. this. Like, wow. her story that was part of my journey that's how i learned about herbal medicine that's how i learned about healing the body and understanding the components herself. of the body i'm self-taught 100 self-taught wow. but I, I can't actually say that i'm self-taught my children the people the circumstances they taught me they gave yeah. me platforms to operate out of right and it was my choice to take advantage of them i could have i could have had my son like that and be like oh my god my kid has autism this is my life and yeah. i could have accepted it yeah. on the contrary mm. i man i didn't i, I didn't quit mm -hmm. i didn't quit my son didn't talk till he was four. I didn't quit. I wow. went to one, there was one natural doctor I went to and he said to me, he said, you, you may or may not be able to reverse this, but the, you're gonna have to buckle down. And I said, you tell me what I need to do. I did everything he told me. I put my son on a whole food plant-based diet. We did heavy metal cleanses. We changed that. We learned about the things we were putting on our skin, the things we were putting in our air. We changed our whole lifestyle. My son is, every time I look at my kid right now, Every time he does something cool, like read something to me or, or, or tell a story or, or so light sweet. himself up, I, I just want to cry yeah. because I knew what he, where he started and mm -hmm. I knew what I put into that. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I love my son so much mm -hmm. for teaching me and for me being able to give that to him mm -hmm. so he didn't spend Beautiful. his life that way. Then it, then it went even further, it got even further from there. Then I decided I was going to open up a horse stable. It had always been my dream. And, you know, I was going to have this community of love and light and all of these things. And I was going to build confidence in kids. And it was, and I thought if my intentions were pure, yeah. everything would be pure. Mm -hmm. but that's not, that's not what happened. My intentions were pure and I built a beautiful business. I really did. It was an amazing place. There are people that still drive an hour and 30 minutes to where I'm at now to come and be taught by me. Mm -hmm. But I, there was a lot of lessons there. I started to bring people in there that that red flag in my head. One of my problems was always trusting myself because mm -hmm. remember as a kid, I was a lot of self doubt put in me. Mm -hmm. So, and I take accountability for that. It's up to me how I decide to handle that. But all of a sudden I'm being presented with these opportunities where I call them opportunities where people are coming in here and their faces are saying something 
but their language, their, their energy is saying something else. Mm-hmm. And I chose to ignore those red flags. I chose to ignore my intuition mm-hmm. and allow myself to follow that. And I instead went with what my eyes saw, not what my heart saw or, or what my, my, my soul saw, yeah, right? Or my gut feeling. saw. Yeah. Instead, I went with what, my, what was practical and I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. And that business ended up, I had to tear it down. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? It didn't kill me. I picked it up and I moved it somewhere else and I started it back over, but this time without including anybody else in it, right? Mm-hmm. But then, guess what that brought out of me? It showed me my fear of interacting with other people. It showed me my mm-hmm. fear of bringing other people's energy into it. So the next chapter mm-hmm. in my life was about being me no matter who is there. I know, that's right. No matter who is there. Wow. Because with, with the mistake I made at the first place I was, was mm-hmm. I was trying to appease everybody. I wanted everybody to be in peace and, and happiness. And I was doing the same thing I was doing all those years of my life where I was being mm-hmm. taken advantage of. The same thing happened to me again. And I was just giving to everybody and no one appreciated me, mm-hmm. right? So now here I was after I tore everything down and built it back up, scared again. Well, you know, the answer is I'm just not going to bring anybody involved in anything in my life i'm not gonna you know when people come in into my life for some healing great Mm -hmm. i'll give that for them Mm -hmm. but no i'm not having friends i'm not having a circle i'm not nothing Mm -hmm. and i and i realized at one point i'm doing this because i'm scared so what what promise did i make to myself what do i do when i get scared jump into fear i close my eyes and i run back into it i run straight through it and so now you know what i ended up doing because for years I wanted to go and I wanted to bring all of this stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. If a year ago, me sitting here on a microphone mm-hmm. in a room like this, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have cracked. I would have fallen apart because I would have had so much self-doubt that I'd be able to do it. And I realized that that's what I had to do. I had to put myself out there. I had to start being around other people. I had to get to the point where my I was so confident in my energy and who I was that it did not matter who came into my space. They're in my space. I'm not going in their space, right? And I can sit down with any person. It's helped me to become such a great healer because I can sit down from somebody from any walk of life and I don't pass judgment. I don't cross that energy barrier. I'm me in that moment and the things that I need to be and they are them. And when we part ways, we part ways. They take what they wanted from it. I take what, if there was something in there for me, I take and everything else I need. Absolutely. And I go home and I go live my life. And, and that's the point I'm at right now, mm-hmm. where my, my last final thing was really putting myself out there, dealing with that self-doubt. So what did I do? I started a YouTube channel and I decided I'm going to start yes. doing these things big. I'm so proud of you. I appreciate like you don't that. Even, you, you don't need appreciate. You, you don't need like my proudness, but like that's a story. Yeah. You went through so so much like it brought tears to my eyes like everything you explained and wow like for you you're a warrior you are powerful like you did that yeah and it's funny because when i when i talk about those things to me mm-hmm. they're just normal i don't yeah. think that they're that but you know deal. what there's people out there who have are struggling going through something like that yeah and they need to hear you and that's ultimately where i got guys where i decided to put myself out there because i said what is the point of me having all of this knowledge i'm mm-hmm. 29 years old and mm-hmm. i have the experience that i have in a 29 year old's body what a waste you're so if young. i keep it to myself yeah so young and and you have your whole life to live. Really? This, this, that's what I'm saying. And how many more things are exactly. going to come? Absolutely. What you get in, you gotta release. You gotta put out. Yep. 
So that's what I do. So what I do, instead of letting, because people ask me all the time, when I do tell them my story, they say, how are you still functioning? Mm-hmm. I say, because I found a way to turn my pain into something of passion, mm-hmm. right? So I take the things that happened to me, I found understanding in them. Mm-hmm. And now that I have that understanding, I don't see myself as broken anymore. But when I see another person that sees themselves as broken, I understand how they feel. Mm-hmm. And I share with them what I've learned. Understanding is a part of healing, right? It's the main part, absolutely. So that's how I'm never going to not be the things. I'm never going to not have those experiences behind right. me. I can't get rid of them. And I did spend a part of my journey trying to get rid of them and pretend they didn't exist. And pretend, oh, that doesn't hurt me. That's okay. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. No, it did hurt me. And that's okay to admit. Yeah. When we do that thing where we like to go, oh, no, 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 you can't hurt me. That's, us, that's fear again. Yeah. So what I do... When I recognize that something has hurt me, I say, okay, first off, how can I heal from it? And now how can I make that a part of my journey? So now I'm, I'm transmuting that energy that was once negative into something positive. Mm. That's the name of the game. Right. You know what that's Your called? Your very gift. That's called alchemy. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely it. So we, we think that all we have to do is heal from these things until the day they don't bother us anymore. Mm-hmm. Them bothering us is a perception because we haven't learned from them what we needed. Once we learn it, the perception shifts, but it's still in there. It's still going to hurt. But mm-hmm. what you can do, again, take it and and use it to help pull somebody else out of their pain. Yeah, right? Exactly. We, Anything that triggers you, you got to lean into. If you're on this, if you're If you are deciding for your life that you want to... Co- start becoming the better version of you start mm-hmm. healing anything that anything that triggers you whether it's your mom your dad your anyone says anything you notice that you become insecure when you see another woman look confident anything that triggers you go into it and see Ask why why, why? Yeah. the biggest question the most important question that is that will lead you to the answer of any problem you have is why and yeah. follow it with another one. Yeah, like and follow it with another that, one. In that deep end, in that deep end of that pool that you said, especially there, that dark side. Why do you want to push it away so much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel this way? Why did? Why? Why? Doing oof, the shadow work. That's yeah. the shadow work. And and one thing I really have learned that I feel is really necessary to say is the deeper something hurts you, like the deeper the event, the more of a purpose it has in your life. Absolutely. I agree. For me, 100%. for me, it was definitely self-love. Like mm-hmm. I had that heartbreak because I gave so much of me to another person, put them on a pedestal and I lost myself. I completely just said, you are my life. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about me. And that meant I didn't love myself. And that has been the biggest, you know, even with the whole uh, cellulite and dark spots, the biggest thing is loving myself. Mm-hmm. Right. We should we should lesson. really do something just about self love because self love is yeah. such a huge topic. Good. Yeah. good, and you have to learn to love yourself. I believe that everybody has to learn yeah. it. It's not a given. It's not an inheritance. And when you ask to, when you pray for those certain things, like it's always coming with something. There's all you're always gonna get tested. Absolutely, absolutely. And given life circumstances that are like oh okay you thought you love yourself oh well you don't turns out you don't now you got to do something else like a bigger boundary a bigger something Mm -hmm. you got to do this you got to do more of that you know Mm -hmm. for me to like edit those pictures edit that out would have been like do you really love yourself like you say you do then right that would have been a reflection i question myself that all the time like okay so if you love yourself then are you gonna do this or are you gonna figure out why like this isn't for anybody that is just you know i'm just gonna 
you know, step my toe in and put a little finger in there. Right. I mean, it can be because you have to get to that point. Yeah. But That's what you did, what you did, ma'am, you did a queendom thing. Like you turned <laughs> up like you went to war Absolutely. with the very thing that was meant to take you out. I love what you do for yourself because it's doing it for the world like just with your light it lights up my light and then i go light up other lights and what you're doing here and what you're gonna do on this podcast and what you're gonna do in the world like i know it's gonna light up millions of lights and that's what we were chosen to do here personally thank you too for showing up yeah thank you for having when you came you were like okay so do i go all in or (laughs) do i go halfway in what did i tell you i said i'm not here to be cute we're just doing what we love to do and if it changed the world then so be it like (laughs) exactly god given ability but no be you and i'm so glad that you came in here and you decided to be to share your wisdom to share your story and your journey and to like show up as you and i couldn't ask for a better gift yeah oh thanks guys i appreciate it. your presence is a gift that's why it's called a present (laughs) (laughs) corny i love it until next time thank you thank you thank you Karina. karina That concludes today's episode. If you love it here, give your feedback. Follow us on social media. The links are in the description. See you next episode. And remember, it's a queendom thing.